welcome back to Homo in Training. I'm Jay Dye, and we're a variety show, a little podcast where we change topics every week. And this week, you're here for some science shit. And if you've been with us since the beginning, y'all know that Leslie don't do this shit. It's just me. So the science segment is where I talk about things that I'm really into, but also things that might be audience submitted. So please, I encourage you that if you have a burning science question, email me. Email's at the bottom, and I'll see if I can try to figure it out. Because I've done a few fan questions, and they've been pretty hard to figure out. And I just really like doing stuff like that, just because, you know, I'm a learning bitch. Like, I love to learn. And I kind of wanted to switch things up a little bit because I've been doing a shit ton of planet episodes, star episodes, universe episodes. And I kind of wanted to bring things back to Earth and ask the age old question where does a tree's wood come from? How much wood can a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck a tree? And I think that when we think about trees, yes, they're magical and amazing, but you don't really think like, how does it become a thing? Like, how does it go from a little baby seed into a ginormous 300 ton fucking behemoth of a plant? And I'm really excited just because I didn't really know this up until too long ago. But now that I know, I'm like, well, duh, bitch, like, obviously. But before I was kind of like... Never really question like, where does a tree come from? I always just kind of assume like, yeah, you know, it grows, blah, blah, blah. but what's growing? Like, where is it getting its stuff to grow, bitch? Like what? So this episode is just going to be, where does wood come from? How does a tree produce it? And what else has carbon in it? Because you're going to find out. <laughs> um, but before I get into the little episode, please listen to this commercial because I'm broke and we're poor and it helps us when we just get one little baby listen. So please. And then I'll be right back with what the fuck is a tree, bitch? So let's start with the age-old question, where does wood come from? So let's have a little think session before I jump into the actual answer. But how does a tree grow go from a little seed into a massive fucking tower? Do you think it gets it from the water it drinks? Do you think the water turns into wood? Because trees do need water to survive. So, hmm... Does it get it from the dirt? Does the tree like eat the dirt and turn it into wood? Because trees are in dirt, bitch. And it does get nutrients from the dirt. So could be the dirt. Or does the leaves make the wood? Because y'all been done known that every plant, every tree has leaves. And what are those leaves for? Do the leaves help make the wood? What about the sun? Bitch, photosynthesis, hello, plants need the sun to survive. Does the sun, like, just turn into the wood? If you've had some time to think, uh, I want to tell you that it's actually none of those things. (laughs) Well, kind of. I mean, it does does have to do with the leaves, the water, and the sun. Those things, yes. But essentially, the wood comes from... The carbon dioxide in the air. And y'all know what carbon dioxide is, bitch. It's fucking CO2. It's what we breathe out. We breathe in oxygen and we breathe out carbon dioxide. That's how we work. 
But a tree, 95% of the tree's mass is actually from carbon dioxide. You know, the trunk, the roots, the leaves, it's all carbon. It's just a big, giant, solid tower of carbon. So trees literally come from thin air, bitch. Like, wait? I think that's just kind of hard to believe because we don't see carbon dioxide. We can't smell carbon dioxide. So it's hard for us to imagine a tree pulling that from thin air and materializing it to something like wood. But just like us, the trees breathe. And the trees breathe in carbon dioxide and then breathe out oxygen as a byproduct. Literally opposite of we do. We breathe in the oxygen and we breathe out carbon dioxide. It takes that carbon from the air and stores it in the tree. And not necessarily stores it because it's using it to build itself up, but stores it so that it's not in the air anymore. And the way that it does that is because the leaves have little pores on the underside of the leaf. So sometimes when you look at a leaf, it might be shiny on one side and then the other side isn't as shiny. That other side is where you're going to have all these little pores that are called stomata. And think of them as like little noses that open and close. And these little holes let in carbon dioxide into the leaves. And here is where the tree does a little chemistry. The tree uses that carbon dioxide to make the wood, but it's also used in making the glucose, aka the sugar, that the plant needs to survive. So the plant needs sugar. And not I'm not talking about fucking like cane sugar. I mean its own sugar called glucose. And this happens in the process called photosynthesis, which is when the light hits the leaves and the chlorophyll, like the green little cells in the plant, sets off a chemical reaction and uses everything that it's gathered to create that sugar. So those little pores breathe in carbon dioxide and it's sitting in there. And then the light hits it and then the little chlorophylls do its thing. This is where the sugar is created because it needs that carbon in the sugar because that sugar is kind of like a van that is going to be transported all through the tree. And it's called like sap. And this is where the tree is going to use that sugar to help build itself up, which when it builds, it's building leaves, it's building new wood, and it's building new roots. And all of that involves carbon. So think of that carbon inside of that van is traveling all throughout the tree. And this is where the tree can grow tall and big. And then once the sugar and the carbon have been created through photosynthesis, the tree doesn't need oxygen anymore. It's like, bitch, I already, I, I got the carbon. Like, I don't need this oxygen shit. So then it releases it into the air. So it's like a little tree fart. The carbon is also used, is the carbon is obviously used to make the wood of the tree, but the wood grows from mostly two different places, which is the tip of the stem, which is where the new growth is happening and then like the branches can happen and stuff. But it also happens underneath the bark of the body of the tree. This is what increases the diameter of a tree. This is what makes a tree fat and luscious. And I did an episode about palm trees, if they're real trees, and spoiler alert, they're not. Um, and there I explained how real trees have a ring system. And that's how you can tell if a tree is real. And I'm sure you heard about in school that if you cut a tree in half, you can count the rings and it'll tell you how old the tree is. And this is because every year the tree grows bigger, the growth is happening around mm, sometimes summer and hot months. 
Um, and this is where the majority of the growth happens. And the growth stops or slows down in the winter and cold months. And this is why when you look at a, a tree ring, you can see the rings clearly because it creates a demarcation in the tree. A fat ring that is light in color means that the, the tree grew a shit ton that year. And a skinny dark ring usually indicates that the tree had a slow growth period and usually goes dormant to protect itself against the cold. And this is important because for scientists, it's what gives them a look at the climate of Earth based off of these trees. So a tree could tell you if there is a forest fire because if the tree gets burned, that burning is going to get locked in that ring because another ring is just going to grow on top of it. And that will let you know if there were forest fires, if the forest fires happened midsummer, because if the ring is growing and really fat, but right in the middle there's a little burn mark, then that means somewhere in between that growth there was a large forest fire. And even the direction of, of where that mark is in the ring could also indicate to you what side of the forest was burned down. So it's just it's really interesting how trees really give us the best information about our climate. Um, the dark rings typically don't show up on plants that are in like tropical areas, you know, like where it doesn't really get cold, like California. There's still there is still gonna be some sort of slowing in growth during the colder months, but it's not gonna look like a tree that you find in fucking Ontario, Canada or something. But I really do recommend that you go listen to my palm trees episode because I do go more in depth about how a tree grows, the cambium and all that stuff and how trees like fight off diseases. It's really interesting and it's one of my first episodes that I ever made. So enjoy the raw me. But this episode isn't about how a tree grows. It's about where a tree gets its mass. So when a tree grows, it's locking away hella carbon. And y'all been done new if you are into global warming, which you should because it's affecting our whole entire life. You should know that carbon dioxide in the air is really bad because it traps a lot of heat. We're lucky that we have plants that take that carbon and store it for us so it's not in the atmosphere anymore. But a big reason why we have so much carbon in the air is because we're burning fossil fuels. And fossil fuels are just dead plants that have stored all that carbon, have been buried deep, and blah, 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 blah. But now we're bringing it back up, we're burning it, and all of that locked-in carbon is being released back into the atmosphere. So we were doing just fine with that carbon being deep down in the ground, um, living its best life, but now we're putting it back in the air, which is dangerous. Now, although global warming is mostly, if not all, contributed to the burning of these fossil fuels, the warming of the planet is also causing ice to melt. And in those places where you have permafrost, where it's not necessarily just ice, it's also ice and dirt and all this stuff, there used to be plants there. You know, the whole planet wasn't covered... Well, I mean, now that global warming's happening, we're having very less places that have um, snow. But dude, back in the old timey days of the of the earth, there was no snow. There was even plant life in a, in a tropical forest in Antarctica, bitch. Like we, there was a time where this planet was hot and no snow was anywhere. But luckily, you know, we had all that ice, we had all that stuff. And all of that ice created like a big like barrier between all of that 
stored up carbon that was in those forests. But now that the planet is starting to warm up, that ice and that permafrost is starting to thaw out. And that is what's going to cause those plants that were under there that were kind of preserved with the ice, that's going to cause them to decay and also release that CO2 into the air. And that's not good. That's really bad. So as the planet is warming, we're also releasing that CO2 back into the air. And it is scary, right? But we are seeing so many efforts where people are planting new trees, you know, like we're really investing in the restoration of so many forests that have been cut down. Yes, more forests are burning than are being built. Yes, that is very true, but there's still some hope for us. So it's not totally terrible. Our situation isn't extremely terrible. It's definitely fixable and we're going to go through some shit before things get better. But this is just what happens in the world, you know, things warm up and things cool down. But unfortunately, we're at a point in our lives where those things have been accelerated dramatically. And we're seeing those effects every day. If you live in California, y'all been done new that it's fucking hot as shit. And even before that, there were so many states, so many cities that were under heat advisories. And it's because the planet is warming. So just know that trees not only, you know, give us oxygen, but they also help make sure that the carbon is locked away somewhere safe and even somewhere usable. Y'all use wood for everything. We build houses, pencils, um, uh, fucking bamboo sheets, bitch. Like we have ways of making sure that the carbon stays locked up and luckily we are on some sort of woke shit where people are starting to realize that. So yeah, so that's pretty much it. I mean, a tree is made from the air. I think that's so interesting that no one's ever really thought about it. And yes, you know, the tree gets water and it gets nutrients from the ground and the sugar from the sun, but it really does need that carbon dioxide to survive. And I just think it's so cool how plants are the complete opposite of us and how we kind of thrive on them. And one of the things that I saw that I'll end with, which I think was really interesting, was trees gain mass when they do this. So when they breathe in carbon dioxide and they breathe out oxygen, they're gaining mass because they're gaining that carbon and they're making that into their body and making it bigger. But we actually lose mass when we breathe out our carbon dioxide, bitch. We're made of carbon, bitch. We're covered in carbon. We're carbon-based life, bitch. Like, carbon is very important. So don't think that carbon is some dangerous thing we have to get rid of. It's this and that. No, bitch. Like, this thing is the building blocks for our survival, our fucking uh, existence. Like, we are called carbon-based life because that is what makes us. So don't think that it's bad. But when we breathe out carbon dioxide, we're actually losing mass. So it's interesting that at the same time, we're next to a tree, you know, we breathe out carbon dioxide and they breathe out oxygen, but we're losing mass and they're just getting bigger. So, bitch, eventually they're going to fucking eat us alive. But that's pretty much it. I hope you enjoyed it. It's a super short episode, but something to think about. And I don't know, ask your friends. Be like, have you guys ever thought about how a tree gets its mass? And they're like, what do you mean gets its mass? Well, bitch, if you look at a tree, how do you think it got there? How do you think it turned from a little baby seed into a big ass tree? Do you think it's the dirt? Do you think it's the water? Do you think it's the sun? What do you think it is? And let's just see if anyone can figure that out. Um, and that's it. All right. Bye.